0: Welcome back to Burn the Haystack with Josh and Jesse. I'm Jesse. And I'm Josh. And this is a show all about saving the best and burning the rest. It
1: sure is... And today, uh, we are coming at you
0: live from my couch and Jesse's (laughs) office. Yes, my office. Welcome to my office. You'll notice these million-dollar paintings in the background, but you know what's more important than that? The books in this shelf because of knowledge.
1: (laughs) Knowledge! (laughs) Oh, man. Have you Uh, ever seen any of those? Uh, Maybe, well, okay. This wasn't going to be, this isn't my question of the week, but just, have you ever seen those like, um, the daily habits of a rich person Mm. videos where it's like, here's how, here's my morning routine. And
0: it's, do these seven things and you will be a billionaire just like me. Yeah. Half of them end up being, half of them end up being like product reviews of, I use Neutrogena Skincare <laughs> plus pro in the morning. It helps my skin to be revitalized and it makes people like me more, so I make more money.
1: Uh, yeah, or, or it's like a sly sly ad for their own things, like wear these yeah. T-shirts that I wear and I make.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't be a billionaire without it. <laughs> or it's like, this is the protein powder that, that I use. Use coupon code Blah 2020 for 10% off your coupon for a protein shake I don't know I don't I don't don't, don't do I don't do protein shakes is that obvious that's probably that's not too obvious is it don't know I don't do protein shakes either true well you actually go to the gym why don't you use protein
1: uh just can't be bothered paying for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay okay. so I mean if I got
1: it I'd have to get vegan protein which is substantially more um expensive than regular protein so can you get like
0: soy protein
1: yeah you can but it's just it's more expensive than regular protein because oh, okay. like, mo- all protein is made of like whey and whey powder. Okay, there'll be some gym, there'll be some gym person out there who knows way more about this who's probably correcting me as they're listening to this. Generally, most proteins are made of whey and whey powder. Okay. If I had to buy it, I'd have to get like dairy free stuff, like totally dairy free, like not even any whey in it, and it's just way more expensive, and I just can't be bothered.
0: It's That's way all. more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Is okay, it not- fair enough. That okay. makes sense. I was making a way joke. Oh, it's it's way more, more. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Karina's oh. been outdoing me on the dad jokes recently. She's been making far more dad jokes than I have. So I'm trying to redeem myself. I'm trying to get back up there as telling the worst jokes possible. So nice.
1: it's, just
0: my, it's my training. It's my, it's my gym. You could say it's my gym. <laughs> The pun, Jim. Yes. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, today we have a great episode for you. Mm. I think. I mean, is that
1: is that like a humble brag to say that? I don't know.
0: I think. I think respectfully and humbly, uh, this could very well be the greatest episode of Burn the Haystack that uh, we've ever made. Uh, certainly, uh, <laughs> perhaps the greatest uh, podcast episode that the world has ever seen. Uh, I, I say with the utmost level of humility and uh, and respect every other podcaster out there, but I think this is the best ever. yeah.. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Cool did I overdo that? No, I think that was pretty. That, I didn't I didn't overstate that, did I? <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. So today uh, we are going to be doing a subreddit review. You may have seen these on YouTube, and uh, if you have, then uh, this is what we're doing. But we're actually going to be reviewing a fairly, uh, I would say, small, obscure subreddit. It's not the most, Mm. it's, yeah, it's uh, like 2.1, 2.3K subs on this. Um, And by the way, maybe we should explain what a subreddit is before.
1: Yeah. Should we explain that?
0: Yeah. So, okay, for
1: anybody who doesn't know, Reddit is a. Website where you can obviously make a profile and post things. Um, but you It's a po- message board. It's a message board yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, yeah. Or like a, a
0: question, forum,
1: Forum. Yeah, forum. And like it's made up of subreddits. So each subreddit is based on a particular topic or a person or something. So yep. there's subreddits for pretty much everything. I, yep. I've i never found something that there wasn't a subreddit for. Um, yep. So like there's things from... Uh, volcanoes to um, just pictures to funny gifs yep. to memes all the way through to there's an r slash adventism
0: subreddit which hmm. if you're listening and you're on reddit you should go and join because yep. not much is happening there so it has 1.3 <laughs> thousand subs so it's fairly it's fairly small
1: yeah um so and there's different like political leaning ones and there's it, there's even just entire joke subreddits like um what's that one with like helicopters with with arms Oh yeah,
0: yeah, and it's yeah. It's just different helicopters
1: yeah. and they Photoshop arms on and I really like the, um
0: I yeah. really like real life doodles. That one's a great one. <laughs> it's Where they funny. have like a have a gif of something and then somebody like doodles a little face and arms and something on it and they a- animate it. It's pretty pretty cute.
1: Yeah, they're great. Um so both Jesse and I we've we've bonded a lot over Reddit cuz it's something we both enjoy using.
0: Josh introduced me to Reddit for the first time. Did I really? But yeah, when you when you showed me Okay this, is, okay, this is going back to Avondale days. This is going back to like 2012. What? I did not uh, know this. We had a class together and uh, <sighs> you were showing me all this random stuff while we were in class, supposed to be <laughs> listening to our teacher, whoever it was, um, and you were showing me all this funny stuff and I was like, where is this all from? He's like, you, And you were like, oh, it's just from Reddit, bro. I'm like, I don't know what Reddit is. And so I went on Reddit and I made an account and... And then the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. I I did not know that. Yeah. There you go.
1: So, yeah. um, So I've been using Reddit for years. I find it very... Because it is also very informative. Like, it's great for finding different news, but it's also great for just, like, if you're into something, finding other like-minded people and seeing their responses to things. But also, it's good for just a laugh as well. Absolutely. Or just very informative, different sides of life that you wouldn't normally get to see. Yep. Um. And so speaking of different sides of life that you don't normally get to see,
0: yes. Jesse. <laughs> okay, so uh, in Reddit, there are a bunch of different religious subreddits. There's r slash Christianity. Josh already men- mentioned r slash uh, Adventism. But there's also a bunch of communities that are dedicated to X dot 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 so there is an xjw an x uh christian x mormon and there's also an x adventist subreddit so if you want to go and check it out you can just go to reddit.com r slash r slash x adventist um or you can just google it and you'll find it it's it is a fairly small sub there's only like two point whatever um thousand subscribers um but funnily enough, it's actually double the size of the actual Adventism subreddit. So that should say something um, for better yeah. or for worse. Um, yeah. It's a
1: bit, yeah. and like, to be honest, if you're going to go and check it out, just be warned. I mean, it is pretty, like, a lot of those X um, subreddits are quite, quite angry. Yes. You know, and that's why they start it, because they want other people to vent their anger with. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to be prepared for that, I guess, if you are wanting to check it out, but you don't need to, I guess, yeah. if you're. Yeah, Yeah. To to enjoy the fullness of this episode, you you won't need to check it out, but
0: it's up to you. If you're curious, uh, check it out. If you don't think that you can handle the toxicity, we would probably advise um, you to stay away. Uh, As Josh said, yeah. Look, and I will say right off the bat, if you've been around Reddit for a while, you know that Reddit in general, the hive mind as it was, um, it kind of skews atheists a little bit or at least distrustful of organized religion in general. So it would make sense that people who are also interested in Reddit and are ex-Adventists would probably skew a little bit to the bitter side of um, talking about Christianity and Adventism in general. Um, but nonetheless, we decided to do this episode um, because, I don't know, it's, it's fascinating. At least it's fascinating to me about listening to people's stories and hearing their experiences because so many of these experiences are Really diverse. And actually, having said what what we've already said, there are a fair few people that I've noticed on the ex-Adventist subreddit that are not super hateful towards the church. Like, they acknowledge the good that the church has actually done for them, whilst also acknowledging the bad. And that's kind of what we do in general as well. Like, we... Mm. A lot of the time, you know, we are the you know most critical of the church whilst also acknowledging the good stuff that the church has actually given us. So I think that's a fairly healthy tension. Uh, and so we're going to try and walk that tightrope a little bit this episode. Um, and we're going to highlight some of the stories um, that we found on the subreddit that we found particularly amusing or interesting or just sad. So that's that's what this episode's going to be all about. Yeah. And
1: interestingly enough, little side fact before we get into it, there are also Adventists on the ex-Adventist subreddit, um, but obviously they they can only comment on things like because the the, the subreddit's supposed to be about the ex-Adventist experience. So yeah. it, it's interesting. Not many, but there are some, and they sort of are not defending, oh, sort of defending the faith a bit, but also... Um, Just listening, which I find really Mm. interesting to see. I I don't spend much time on there personally. I don't spend much time on any of the religious subreddit. Well, no, Christianity I do and a couple of, but yeah. Anyway, that's a side point. So there is an interesting, some interesting conversations in there. Um, Mm. But before we get into that, we have something else we need to handle first. The question of the week! (laughs) I thought you wanted me to say
0: it. I was like, what's he doing? (laughs) I was going to say if you'd start saying it and then I'd just cut off and go. Uh, go. (laughs) I'll remember that for next time. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Uh, What's the question of the week this week, Josh? uh,
1: Question of the week is, what is your favourite native Australian animal? We're both Australian. Mm. Um, And so I figure it's, you know, something we've never talked about and we'd love to hear people's uh, opinion. But what's your favourite native Australian animal? Even if you're American and you've never actually seen one in person, what's your favourite? Just visually. For no reason. You don't even have to have a good reason, but... Oh, um, that's, that,
0: that's an easy one for me. Um, really? Yeah, so so easy. Uh, my favourite native uh, Australian animal is the kookaburra. Really? I love it. It's my favourite. I think it's my favourite bird and it's my astra- favourite Australian native. I just... I love how it looks I love how it sounds. It's disturbing and strange and <laughs> hilarious. Um, it's a vicious. It's a vicious bird, to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a, 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 k- a kookaburra living outside my room uh, when I lived uh, in a, at Avondale, outside of Avondale. Um, so I had a kookaburra living outside. So it wake me up almost every morning. Um, and actually, there's a funny story of a of a kookaburra experience from just a few years ago when when I lived in New Zealand. We went over to Sydney for a conference with a couple of Kiwis, and we were staying at my brother's house in uh, North Sydney. And uh, if you know North Sydney, you know there's a lot of bush there, uh, beautiful spot. And we was we were basically perched uh, outside a bushy region um, uh, at his house in the morning we woke up to kookaburras and all the kiwis were absolutely terrified by the sound. They'd never heard the sound of a kookaburra before. In fact, one of them asked me, they were like, Jesse, I didn't know that monkeys lived in Australia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, was- see how you'd get that. That kind of makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I love kookaburras, man. I love them. That's cool. Never, pro tip, never ever try and hand feed a kookaburra. They'll probably bite your finger off, I'm they assuming. They'll bite your whole hand. No Jeebus. matter how delicate you are with it, yeah. Not Four. that I've done it, but
1: I've seen enough videos of people trying to do it to know never, <laughs> ever try and hand-feed a kookaburra. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty torn, actually. I find this really hard, but okay. it's I, I really have always liked the platypus a lot.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Amazing but, uh, creature. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between that and a wombat. I've always really liked <laughs> wombats, too.
0: And I had oh, yeah. this...
1: um. I've always had this great idea. Well, I think it's since like my early teenage years of like, if I ever got into making a comic book, and now I know I'm probably never going to do this in my life. So I'm okay if somebody steals the idea, but just at least give me credit, please. The idea is like the combat wombat. <laughs> 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 and it's like, I uh, really like, I picture it like, I don't know if you've ever seen like Gears of War.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Really buff guys in like
0: this totally. kind of like. Comically armor.
1: so. Yeah, yeah, like comically so. They have, you know, huge guns or whatever with chainsaws and stuff yeah. and all this armor. And I'm just like, imagine that kind of massive frame, but it's a
0: wombat and it's <laughs> it's the combat wombat. The combat wombat. Australia's yeah. secret super weapon.
1: Yeah, it'd be like a it'd be like a comic book, but it's like kind of comedic, but also
0: kind of awesome. That yeah. That is 100% awesome. I love Thanks. that. Thanks, man. So, <laughs> yeah, if anybody's an Somebody artist who wants that. to make
1: it come to life for me.
0: Yeah, we'll Make change our we'll change our album artwork to the to feature the combat wombat. That can be our new logo. <laughs> I will start a dedicated combat wombat podcast. If <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, oh, that's so good. Oh so, my word! Yeah, that's uh, that's that's cool. my dream. So yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between a platypus and a wombat. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, wombats. Did you get many wombats in in Victoria? I don't know. Sort of. Do you get many? down there when I lived on the farm yeah, yeah
1: okay you, const- you kind of had to like if you're ever uh, walking at night you had to be careful oh not so much in the paddocks but like at the edge yeah. of the paddocks or like in the bush you had to be really careful because you could fall into a wombat hole yeah and oh can, yeah. That, yeah they were real yeah, yeah yeah they're huge and they're like and wombats are pr- they're pretty territorial too like if you get in their hole like and mm-hmm. you know we had the dogs and stuff and they were trained mm-hmm. to chase rabbits but if you saw them going to like towards a, a hole that looked a
0: bit bigger than a rabbit hole, you're like, don't right. turn around, come back. Because they won't they won't come back out of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%, yeah. It was the same because when I lived on a farm growing up as well, um, heaps of wombat holes everywhere. And right. they used to get the mange. Did they get the mange when you were on the farm?
1: Mange? What do you mean, mange?
0: So it's like a skin disease where their skin would start oh. like rotting and their fur would start matting and it... Oh. it, it, it Over time, it makes them blind and eventually it kills them. Horrible disease. I I didn't know about that. If they did, they might have. I don't know. I didn't didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Wombats. I like wombats, but I've almost hit them in my car so many times growing up because they would just wander across the road. And where I used to live was really foggy. So it would get real foggy. And then you'd have to be like real careful. Um, I, when I was dating Karina, I almost uh, almost got hit while we were driving along late at night. thought it was like a plastic bag or something like that and I just swerved at the last second. It was Ooh. this huge wombat because they get big, man. They're like... They're, they're huge. S-
1: they're huge, absolute they're units. Like, they're heavy.
0: They're, yep. they're thick,
1: I guess, for lack of a better word. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I have two friends who have hit wombats in their cars. Both times, the wombat walked away and the car was a write
0: off Yep. Both times. Yep. It's like hitting a boulder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there you go, American friends. If you ever come to Australia, yeah. watch Wombats are cute. You can
0: look at them. But don't mess with them. There's a reason I have I, that idea for a combat wombat, right? <laughs> I believe that I believe that there used to be a giant wombat. Giant wombat. Oh yeah, like in the The DI, di pro, Diprotodon. The diprotodon, Meaning two forward teeth. It's an extinct uh, Marsupial native to Australia, and it was the largest marsupial to ever have existed. Um, <laughs> the the largest
1: combat wombat. This is, <laughs> bro,
0: that would be so awesome. Like, you have like the little wombats, but then you have the big wombats. They're like the heavy mamas <laughs> with the things
1: or whatever those ones yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh because this guy,
0: so the diprotodon was the size of a hippopotamus. Oh my goodness. Weighing two point seven nine kilograms. Uh, two no two point seven nine thousand kilograms. Okay, sorry. Okay, there you go. I was like, sorry,
1: bro, my cat weighs more than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So they're they, they're six point six feet or two meters tall at the shoulder and weighing almost three thousand kilos. Huge. Epic. Bro, we gotta make this, we gotta make this happen. <laughs> this is like the new blinky bill. <laughs> Combat Wombat Okay <laughs> Oh my goodness <laughs> wow.
1: uh. You guys thought you were getting a Burn the Haystack episode But instead you got the first of the Combat Wombat series <laughs> okay.
0: It was a long day out in the Nullarbor <laughs> The sun was shining brightly down <laughs> Are there wombats in the Nullarbor? Okay, no, we're going to get too distracted if we keep talking about this Probably not, but I don't know Who yeah, knows? But- anyway <laughs> Yep Alright What cool. are we, like
1: 20 minutes into the episode? Are we- okay Okay
0: <laughs> Yes, yeah. this all is right. the content that people want from Burn the Haystack. <laughs> this is what's going to this is what's going to prevent us from burning out. Is this ridiculousness? Okay, that's
1: true. Every time we put out a poll, people have always said, "Nope, keep the uh, keep the banter. We love it." All right,
0: all right. Into the serious stuff. Yes. So yeah. we are reviewing R slash X Adventist, um, and we're just basically going to be picking on a couple of uh, posts from that I've kind of cherry picked from. From the uh, from the subreddit, some of them kind of serious, some of them not so much. But uh, I thought it would be fun to start with a few uh, silly ones since we're in a silly mood. We've got the afternoon sillies. Um, <laughs> but uh, This one post uh, comes to us at, from. Let's see who is the original post. I oh, oh, doesn't just, matter. Just before we get into it, I should say
1: just a quick disclaimer. It should be obvious but we're not saying we necessarily agree with these posts right. or promoting the idea of being an ex-Adventist, obviously. We're Adventist. Yep. We love being Adventist. But we thought there was some valuable, I guess, uh, stuff to be learnt from looking at some of the reasons that people have left and learning from them, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Cool. In a nutshell. Yeah. So should have been obvious,
0: but, you know, sometimes you got to give a disclaimer. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. No, that's, yep. that's good to do. That's good All to right.
1: do. Cool.
0: Yeah, so um, the original poster for this for this post says, uh, the title is, was anybody else told that you could not sin in space? What? And the post goes... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and the post goes like this. When I was in the seventh grade, I had a teacher in my private SDA school, K-12, that taught us you could not sin in space. That Satan is confined to this planet so that when you leave the planet, he can no longer tempt you. She said there were reports from astronauts that as soon as they left the Earth, they felt so light and pure and all they wanted to do was talk about God. This is obviously not true, but I wonder where she got the idea from and if anybody else was ever taught this.
1: That is fascinating. (laughs) I have never heard that. I mean, okay, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of, like, you know, if there were aliens, that they would be sinless because Satan's only on this
0: planet. Yeah. Um. I think. Yeah. I think Ellen White. So you could something see the connection that. between those those two lines of thought, right? I yeah. Guess. I can. I guess I can see. it. Strangely enough, I can see how they got to that idea. <gasps> uh, but yeah, I've never heard it so
1: direct. I don't think.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of one of the comments for this particular post said that my mother, born in 1931, was convinced in the 1960s that man would never be able to actually set foot on the moon because man was do uh, because man was oh God would never allow a sinful man to escape the earth for I'm assuming the same sort of reasons right mm. which is kind of which is kind of a little bit strange considering well I mean like we have so. I guess that theory is kind of out the window. Unless we never went to the moon. Nah, jokes. All right. Don't start uh, me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but, but yeah, oh, no. to, answer, your question, to the, answer the OP's question, no, I was never taught anything like this. But I can see how they would have come to this conclusion or this teacher may have come to this conclusion based on the whole, if there are aliens out there, they must be sinless because of that whole yeah, Ellen White thing.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does present a lot of interesting ideas. I mean, if that astronaut thing, it would be interesting to see if there were any cases like that. Like if they, I've never looked into it, I might look into it. But um, maybe yeah, just to see if there were astronauts who felt like, I don't know, when they left Earth, they left. I guess you, you could maybe feel like you've left a lot of your problems, mm. especially probably who, people who've just left um, <laughs> with the SpaceX launch. It probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> left yeah. at a time when Earth's, Going through some stuff, so they're probably feeling like, man, probably (laughs) nice to take a break from all that. But I'm sure they, I'm sure they care about their families and all that. Obviously, it doesn't. Yeah,
0: Yeah, interesting. Definitely. Yeah, were you so when you were a kid, Josh? Were you taught anything sort of weird like that, like along those same lines, or something else entirely? Like, what's something that maybe you were taught as a kid that now you can look back and go, wow, that was ridiculous. I don't know why anybody ever believed that. Um, not that I can think of. I mean, I remember, I remember,
1: a, I remember a teacher telling me that if I swore, I'd go to hell, like straight to hell,
0: which, <laughs> like, right that moment, yeah, that, that's what she made it sound like.
1: I don't, I'm sure she didn't mean it like that,
0: but that was in, <laughs> that was in grade two. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, which you're was a little in, sweary boy back in, in grade two. <laughs> I don't, I don't,
1: I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe it was like a deterrent. Yeah, or maybe I said something that sounded like... I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. Right. I was pretty. I was a pretty big rat bag from like grades one to three. Yep. Kindergarten to grade three. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I got in a lot of... <laughs> I didn't get in a lot of trouble, so maybe I did. I, I don't know. But um. Yep. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, teacher, if you are ever listening to this and I made trouble. But yeah, I remember her telling me that. And that actually stuck with me for a long time. Mm. And then eventually I did swear that I was... Whew, a bit older and I was like oh nothing happened <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah yeah so that was so funny that was weird I think that was a pretty really weird thing for, for a teacher to say especially in Adventist school I don't know it doesn't seem to mm. I mean I'm not I'm not promoting swearing or anything I'm just saying no no it was no. a weird thing to say like it had nothing to do with salvation anyway yeah yeah
0: one. it's like if you don't eat your vegetables then the big bad wolf is going to come and eat you or something like yeah. that <laughs> did you get told that one is that (laughs) what no what quick let me get my broccoli Ah. (laughs) what about you did you get taught anything strange like that uh you know I did I think we all did um and of course not all of it got internalized but I'm, I'm sure some of it kind of works it out itself out in some weird ways I I remember um some guy, I don't know if you ever got around to like your churches when you were a kid, because we're about the same age, but he used to do these um, these paleontology dinosaur sort of uh, exhibitions and he would like go into your church and he would show you all these bones of different dinosaurs and stuff like that. And then he'd show like... Um, Pictures of like Adam and Eve riding on velociraptors and things like that, <laughs> like Epic. Per- yeah, yeah, like perfectly in harmony with dinosaurs, and then, and then the tragedy of all the dinosaurs dying in the worldwide flood and all that sort of thing. I don't know if that's necessarily accurate, but as a kid, I loved it. I thought it was awesome, um, and I guess, I guess the, I guess the only other thing was. Um, growing up showing the great controversy like videos of you know like people talking about how you know war in heaven happened and um i remember watching one video where it was war in heaven but it was like star wars so it was it was it was like angels fighting demons with lightsabers and things like that epic except they were were the most terrible lightsabers you'd ever seen (laughs) oh less epic (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was great though. Um, I mean, okay, wait.
1: If Adam and Eve were supposed to be like nine foot, right? I think according to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So would velociraptors be too small for them to ride? Wow. Maybe. That's maybe true. they would have just gone all the way to the top dog riding T-Rex.
0: Dang. That would have been awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty who sick. Who knows? Or riding a... No, they wouldn't ride a Stegosaurus. That would be...
0: Maybe a Tyrannosaurus... No, what's the, no. What's the one Tri- Triceratops? That's it. Triceratops, yeah. That'd be yeah. a cool one to ride. Bro, I can't wait for heaven. Ooh. Riding on Triceratops, man. Good times. Um, saddle, saddle up, cowboy.
1: <laughs> Dinosaur boy.
0: Actually, I remember. I
1: remember seeing in. Um, this is another random thing. I wasn't necessarily taught this, but I remember in a. It was like a. It was like a comic book explaining the the end times. Oh, do you remember that yep. one? I'm sure. Yeah. 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 And I remember it had, somebody
0: will tell us what that is in the comments. Yeah. Can't if
1: you guys can remember, I can't remember what it's called. It was actually really cool. And I would still say I, I probably understood the end times according to the Adventist beliefs very clearly because of that comic. Um, right. so yeah, but I remember they had this thing about like in heaven or not. I think it was either on the new earth or maybe in heaven. I'm not sure. But like, if you surf the waves would never break. So, like, you could be constantly <laughs> surfing through waves that never break. I'm like, it's a pretty cool concept. Like, yeah.
0: I'm into Whoever that. wrote that is like a total surfy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. That's, I was like, oh, I'm that Because at the time so I used to, like,
0: bodyboard heaps. I wanted
1: to get to surfing, but I never did. But anyway. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. That was cool, fun.
0: Cool. Yeah. What else have we got? I want to All see. Right. What, what else have you prepared for us, Jesse? Uh, well, um, something I prepared earlier. Um, <laughs> this next post comes to us... Um, it says just fun Adventist things. So this, this poster, uh, original poster says, you know, what are some of the things that are like total Adventist things that are totally like difficult to break free from? So like, Oh,
1: okay. So like even in they
0: ex Adventist, they're, they're still. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, see if we can add any to this list, but I'll, I'll just, I'll just rattle out rattle off a couple if you like. Um, so being way too into conspiracy theories, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I have interacted with a few uh, ex-Adventists and, yes, they are
1: still very much into conspiracy theories.
0: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Proof is in the pudding. Um, This next one resonates with me really well. Not being able to dance if my life depended on it. Um, (laughs) I I definitely resonate with that. I I cannot dance at all. I cannot dance either. Yeah. 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 I... (sighs) I don't know, what is it with dancing? Because like, here's the thing Okay, this is one of those things Like maybe like alcohol Like in the Bible Dancing is often portrayed as both being negative in some sense And also positive in another sense I would say probably more positive than negative But I'm not a Bible theologian So don't quote me on that But for some reason Like we've taken on this whole thing that dancing is evil Or like dancing will lead to sex And that's a bad thing um, <laughs> I would say there is definitely some dancing that I'm okay staying away from. Oh, <laughs> you know totally, I mean? totally. Yeah, yeah. But Fortnite dancing, what? Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. What about when TikTok? I see kids doing TikTok that
0: dances? You know, where do they bro, fall now? When I see kids doing those, I just... Oh man, I just want to. It just makes me mad. you just want to join
1: <laughs> in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: No, okay. Mm, totally. <laughs> No, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's it's so funny. But to this day, I think I think even if I, um, like even if I was to stop being an adventist, which I'm not going to, but even if I was, I I still don't think that I would be able to dance. Like I've tried. I'm married to an islander man. They they have this dance called the sega. It's amazing. It's very. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's a little bit sexual, uh, but they get into it, and it's like this cultural dance. And there are many other cultures in the world that like. You know, their, their dances are like part of who they are as a oh, culture. Yeah, totally, yeah, You know? But I cannot... I just cannot bring myself to do it. Even though I have no rational reason why. I'm just not good at it. I don't like doing it. It makes me feel weird. And I just... I can't do it. I just can't Interesting. Do it. <sighs> I'm broken, man. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh um, next on the list of things you can't get over. Um above average camping skills. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> Josh, the best Pathfinder in the world, right? <laughs> no, I I was never I mean, I was a Pathfinder for two months and I quit because I was just really bad at it. So <laughs> this does not resonate. I unlist I mean, okay, again, my friends who are ex Adventists on the weekend, they go camping and everybody's always like, Man, how do you know how to do all this stuff so well? I hear it all the time. Yep. Not yep. nothing to do with me, obviously, because I'm not doing it but true. <laughs> other people are saying
0: this yes about other people I'm about other people <laughs> yes uh, part, i had the pathfinder skills yeah i had a friend who was like like one of those too cool for school sort of teenagers like totally not you know like this is just so lame but she would always say that she reckoned that pathfinders was established to help uh kids Know what to do when the end times came, so that when we had to go into the bush, into the caves, into the wilderness, that we would be able to handle it. We would be like totally prepared.
1: I think that is actually part of it. I think that is part of the origin of
0: it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But again, should, I'm no I'm no pathfinder expert. Somebody tell us in the comments is that is that the true origin of pathfinders? I want to know. Mm.
1: Um.
0: Uh, next on the list is random cravings for veggie meat. No, <laughs> is that is that true for everybody? Yeah. I
1: don't know. I'll, I, I I'll, don't know. I didn't grow up with veggie meat, but
0: now okay. since I've had it more, I actually randomly will crave it sometimes. I I do get some cravings for Nutrilene from time to time. I did quite like Nutrilene. Nutrilene's pretty good, man. I mean, the first couple of times you have it, it's always like, "What is this?" But then after that, you I don't know. You yeah. just get used to it. It's good. Nutrilene seems to be the most divisive of the veggie meats. Like, I think most people can probably jive with nut meat because it kind of, it, I guess maybe it has that more n- meaty texture, perhaps, especially if you fry it. But Nutrilene is kind of more slimy. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's a bit different.
1: It. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I prefer. Uh, I definitely prefer nutella over nut meat personally. I find nut meat a bit too overpowering.
0: Okay, interesting. Mm, like yeah.
1: whatever I put it in, all I can take, taste is the nut meat. Sure, sure. I don't think it's bad. I just
0: think it, I just i am saying I prefer. Just I don't mm. want to get any hate in the comments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My mum used to cube up a bunch of nutella and put it in pasta and things like that. Mwah bit of nut, oh nutteline, some cheese. Oh, amazing. Just fun. amazing. Yeah. All right, should we crack on? Okay. Um, next one is obsession with Halloween to make up for lost time. Oh, my goodness. I can kind of get this maybe, but I don't really care too much about Halloween. Not because of the Adventist thing, but because it's so American and I kind of have a little bit of a distaste for that. Yeah, we're in a bit of a different boat there, I think. Yeah. No. Cool. Um, next is unconsciously avoiding pork and seafood or indulging in them whenever possible, but no in-between. <laughs> yeah. I will say, okay, the, the the few times I have dwelled in in ex, ex Adventist
1: to look at some things, it was just an abundance of photos of them eating bacon. And
0: I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, is that it? Is that the reason? Like, it's not yeah. very like... It's like mum and dad told me not to listen to rock and roll and so I'm going to turn myself into a, a member of KISS or something like that with the <laughs> hair and makeup. Like I'm going to totally go overboard because my parents told me not to. Like that kind of seems like that's part of the psyche a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it's hard to...
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to understand, mm. I guess. it's some ways it's easy to understand and then in other ways it's really
0: hard to understand. Yeah. 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 Um, sort of in, in relation to what we've already talked about is kind of uh, rereading Harry Potter as an act of pure rebellion, <laughs> which I know that I think Harry, Harry Potter hatred is kind of different in different flavours of Adventism. I, I know of a lot of, like, especially younger kids um, today whose parents don't really have as much of an issue with it anymore, but I remember it being very strong growing up. Yeah. Um, I've yeah, never I remember read there the was
1: books. a huge campaign at my school because I think, I think we had the first book in my school for a little bit. Wow. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the, yeah, or maybe that first one or two book, I don't know. At my anyway, it was in my school library, I think, and I was at an Adventist yeah. school, I think. I, I don't know. I was struggling to remember, but I remember the principal then made this huge campaign, got the book out of the school, and then he made this campaign to get the books out of all the Adventist schools in oh Australia. My yeah. Oh. he was Like the principal of my school, I'm pretty sure he was the guy who, maybe, <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I, I remember a- all the tracts and the, um, you know, little pamphlets that they would hand out about witchcraft and infecting your home and Satan's influence and all that sort of stuff. Yeah.
1: Was it my, I don't know.
0: Anyway, I, but I remember mm. it,
1: the start, I'm sure it started in Sydney. Okay. When I was in Sydney going, and yeah, they just ah. wiped it But it's interesting now, like reading, like talking to a bunch of people my age, because like our age group is like the Harry Potter fans, because like we grew up. Millennials. Yeah. Like the same age as Star (laughs) Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And like so many of them, because their parents banned it, they read the books. Absolutely. So there's a lot of Harry Potter fans in Adventism now because of yeah. the huge push
0: against it, which I find kind of funny. <laughs> it um, is kind of funny. It, I guess it's kind of like that whole thing of like, don't think about an elephant. And that just makes you want it, you think about it even yeah. more, you know? Yeah. Yeah I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I found it interesting. I will say, I, I, I have never read the books because uh, I don't really want to, but I have seen the movies and you, as an adult and I thought they were okay. Maybe not amazing but i thought they were okay i I guess i kind of missed out on watching them as a child which i you know watching especially the first couple of movies it's pretty obvious okay this is aimed at kids um kind of missed out so oh well Mm. (laughs) it is what it is um so i'm gonna uh bundle these next three the last three into one because i think they all go together um the last three are never completely getting over your paranoia of an eventual apocalypse and the end of the world as you know it, paired with a hard to shake victim complex and repressed mental health issues. Wow, those are pretty deep actually compared to all the rest of this. They get list. like super deep, like, like they jump straight off the, the dive board, like towards the very end. Um, I think they kind of all go together in a way. Um, that whole idea of paranoia, the whole victim complex and the repressed mental health issues, I think is definitely a hallmark of uh, a certain flavour uh, of of Adventism. For better, well, I would say for better or for worse, but it's pretty much for worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to say like Adventists,
1: I don't think Adventists are the only ones who have that like paranoia over an apocalypse. I'd say that's definitely actually not. a pretty universal, well, maybe not universal, but it's definitely well beyond just, it's definitely well beyond just Christianity. Like, remember twenty yeah. twelve, like, mm-hmm. and the end of the uh, the Mayan calendar or whatever. Like, everybody, everybody was on that, on that craze. That wasn't a yeah. that wasn't an Adventist thing. In fact, the Adventists were probably the people who were like, uh, "No, this isn't how it ends," you know. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's tough because you can't like okay, all three of those you could definitely say your previous religious beliefs played a part in them. Mm-hmm. But could you necessarily blame them um, 100% on that?
0: I don't know. I think that I think that a lot of Adventists, Adventist pastors, Adventist mis- administrators, if they don't outright uh, refute the conspiracy theorists uh, and the apocalypse predictors, I think over the years we have allowed them the space to have that voice and we haven't necessarily refuted them, which I think is in some ways an affirmation or an acknowledgement that they might be right. So I think that in staying silent on some of these issues, like predicting the world, like there's a there's a, I'm not going to say his name, uh, evangelist, Adventist, quote unquote evangelist, um, Adventist evangelist, who has predicted that the world will end in 2027. So that's the latest soft, um, date setting but this has happened all throughout i thought the world was going to end in 2000 then we all thought the world was going to end in 2012 I, I had a um now i'm going to be Sab-
1: surprised if we make it through 2020 to be honest but bro
0: <laughs> worst year so far <laughs> oh man <laughs> um you know I, I had a i had a i had a um sabbath school teacher who told me that the world was going to end um by 2014 yeah so mm. i mean we'll we're always going to do this as as long as we continue to allow people to continue setting dates, to continue um, hyperventilating over every time the Pope sneezes, um, to continue spreading uh, misinformation, um, the whole victim complex, the paranoia, and the and the mental health issues, and this does cause some serious mental health issues in people. Um, that's just going to continue. Uh, sad as as it may be, but that's just the nature of the beast. Mm. Um, no pun I- intended. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, I will say
1: something interesting. Um, you know, I've I've read a lot of a lot of stuff about um, people leaving churches and having big mental issues from it. And I will say, I am really grateful. And I don't know what this person's experience with Adventism was like, but I've seen a massive push in the last mm, close to ten years, if not ten years, of like pushing mental health care from the mm. church you know, and providing really great resources. Um, it's not, you know, it's not perfect, but I think the church, at least in Australia and New Zealand, I've seen them taking massive strides into um, into mental health care and, um, you know, I, I don't know, like I think it's been really cool to see and like our, our health message now has a huge incorporation of mental, mental health and doing things mm-hmm. for your mental health. So I, I think that's like really cool that the church... I think the church has, is learning from its past and it'd be interesting to see like these sort of posts, people claiming they have, you know, mental health issues from their time in church. And I'm not saying it's not true, but it'd be interesting to see them, if they could see what the church was doing now yeah. Um, and the way it's trying to do its best to provide care for people and f- to promote mental health within our church. I think it'd be really interesting to see, hear their opinion about it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great. We got a long way to go, but I think we are making strides. That's a that's a hopeful that's a hopeful message. Thank you, Josh. Um. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> okay, um, so let's move on. I think, uh, yep. unless there's anything else, cool. Um, Good. Moving on to a post called "Anyone Else Feeling Like This Religion Has Robbed Them of a Normal Childhood?"
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty messed up. Um, so the poster says this. I remember growing up as an SDA and also attended public school. So I was in between two different worlds as a kid. Saturday mornings always had the best cartoons truth. Um, And I always remember being sad um, that I always missed out, especially since DVRs weren't huge at the time. Um, I remember Saturdays were always extremely boring. Kids were into sports at my school, but I was never able to be on any of the teams because games happened to be on Fridays and Saturdays. When you get to high school, playing on a sports team is a good way to socialize, find a group, but your chances of making a team at a tryout against kids who are playing in youth leagues since grade school is pretty slim. In many ways, with how strict it was, I felt like I had no way to have my own identity. Certain styles of clothing and piercings were banned and music was always looked at as evil unless it was Christian. Uh, When Christian music, uh, a lot of the time was really... Uh, half asked With much lower levels of production Even listenable ones like Hillsong Were banned due to the use of drums I low-key think about my childhood Would have been I low-key think about how my childhood Would have been better If I had gr- grown up in a home That had nothing to do with this wacky religion Not having to be the odd one out all the time Wow I, I definitely resonate with this one Um I don't know about you, Josh. I know you had a a much more tumultuous childhood probably than I did. Mine was fairly straight down the center. It was kind of this is how it was the whole time. Um, Being fairly, coming from a fairly conservative family, we kind of Mm. didn't change that much. We were kind of always the same. Um, But I resonate with this. I loved cricket as a kid. I was never able to join any teams because they always played on on Saturdays. Um, I was homeschooled, so I even had less Socialization than this kid did. Um, the most socialization I had was at church, Pathfinder events, um, our homeschool group, which was populated with kids even weirder than I was. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I remember, I remember the this, the whole Sabbath thing as well. Like waiting for the sun to set so that we could turn the TV on
1: um,
0: mm-hmm. to watch our Saturday night movies. It was, that was how it was. I, and I, here's a funny thing. I had a friend who was a, a, a bit older than me, a couple of years older than me. And he was able to listen to, you remember Wow Hits? Oh yeah, yeah, solid. The best, the best Christian music from like the early 2000s or 90s. But my parents were not okay with that stuff. Cause again, it had drums and all that sort of thing in it. And they weren't, they weren't okay with any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would get one of my, I'll get my friend who had Wow Hits to burn me copies of, of the cds which Burning i would then play cds
1: oh probe. snap bring me back <laughs> right.
0: and, and i would play them in secret uh, and i had this whole set of wow hits 2001 2002 2003 that my parents weren't aware of because i put my headphones on and i would be under my sheets no i probably wouldn't be under my sheets but i was like <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. um
1: that was that, your, that was what your it was like.
0: act- of
1: rebellion was listening to worship music. You know what I mean? Like, and that was you rebelling. Yeah. Like I'm listening to yeah. church music. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Music about Jesus. Suck yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I mean, like, to be honest, I don't, I, I don't really resonate with this one personally. Okay. I mean, I'm, I was never really into sports. So for me, you know, not being able to play Saturday sports, it was never a big deal. And I, I always really enjoyed Sabbath, even though I would spend a lot of time at church, like pretty much nine to five, on because my mom was a pastor. Yeah. But I, I always enjoyed it. I had good friends. I had good stuff to do. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I never felt too restricted in the things I wanted to do, because of my faith. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Like. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just being honest. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. really sad that this person feels like this, but yeah, I just don't, I don't personally resonate with it.
0: Mm. No, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, I guess that's the thing. Everybody's experiences are different. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I I had a lot of friends who, who they, they had that, they had that same sort of opinion of Sabbath though. Like they would just be okay. hanging out for the sun to set. Like they were just like, man, I just can't stand it. Or they would dread when sunset's on Friday. Cause they're like, Oh no, it's Sabbath. We yeah. have to just sit at home and do nothing. But yeah, I don't know. We didn't like Sabbath for us was always really fun. Like we always said, like I always really enjoyed it because it was like, oh, good. I don't have to do any homework. I don't have to go to school. Like I get to go to church. Like I, I always yeah. really, yeah. Sabbath was pitted as a
0: really fun time for me. But well, to be fair, you're you're also a a glass half full kind of guy. So well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I can be a bit, yeah, but
1: yeah. I like. I think this is, and again, I'm not a parent yet, um, so I can't really comment on it. But growing mm. up, I always saw like there's a huge difference in like families who they did whatever they could to make Sabbath really fun and enjoyable for their kids, and then families who um, they were just like super hardline, and the kids. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't really make it. I don't know. You could tell the kids mm. didn't enjoy it. I guess, and their kids dreaded Sabbath, and that yeah. carried over. Like, whenever they had their own chance to do something, like to keep Sabbath themselves, it was like I would do anything to not keep Sabbath. Is what they were thinking. Like, you, you see them when they first go to Avondale or something, and they're it's like, yes, just like break loose and yeah. And I was like, oh, that's. It's sad to me that that's how they see it. Whereas for me, it was always like a gift. Mm. I mean, I went through my own time of learning and growing up in it, and. Recreating it for myself, but um, yeah, I don't know, it's hmm. interesting,
0: yeah, no, that's good, and I think it's it's good to grapple with these things mm. um yeah, Josh, do you want to read the next one, Lonely after leaving? sure, I can do that um
1: cool, so the next one, uh do I have to say who the original poster is?
0: Oh, I haven't been. Oh, okay. It's just just like some random username. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can't even actually read that. All right. So this person (laughs) says they are lonely
1: after leaving and that they are a 19-year-old male, I think. Um, My whole life revolved around, um, they call it an archaic cult. Um, All my family, friends, and enemies are Adventist. I've only been to Adventist schools and feel so isolated from the average person. It's so angering realising how many friendships I ruined with secular friends because I could not participate in regular activities or entertainment of the weekend. My heart aches when I see all of my close friends are still participating in the culture and debating fairy tales with one another. How do I overcome this loneliness and build a new social circle given my past uh, given my past with this?
0: hmm mm. I love how he mentions that all his friends, family, and enemies are Adventist. Yeah, what the uh, heck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I when I when I read this, I feel like this guy is definitely red pilling a little bit um, when it comes to separating himself. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty open. He calls it a cult, and I, I've seen this argument many times online whether Adventism can be classified as a Christian religion or if it's a cult or or what whatever the case may be. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's another conversation <laughs> Yeah, it a yeah. Well, riled up,
1: But I'm like, nope, this is what this is about I mean, I definitely don't agree I guess all I'll say right now is I definitely don't agree With classing Adventism as a cult I think that is wrong
0: I, I don't either I, I would say that Adventism is a I think 95% of Adventism Is mainline Protestant And then there's a 5% that has cultish Vibes But I think that that 5% is not is not the majority of Adventists and the behavior that revolves around that 5% is not bought in by mo- most Adventists. Hmm. But I can see how people would call it a cult, yeah. I think is why I'm allowing that 5% margin. I can understand why people would think of it that way. Hmm. This is something that I think is, is very interesting and it kind of piggybacks off the previous post about the guy missing out on other activities because of, the religious affiliation and everything that goes along with it. I do wonder, and this is kind of like an interesting thought experiment. Maybe you want to think about how many, if you are Adventist, how many of your friends are not, um, and what would happen if you decided to leave the church, would you still have a support network on one hand? It feels like this guy's kind of burnt all of his bridges, um, That's the vibe that kind of gives off now. And I know that not everybody would do that. Like, you know, completely cut ties with everybody who is an Adventist. Um, But I do think it's interesting if we are building, if we're we're meant to be people who are in the world, making contact with people, um, having relationships with people who don't think like us, um, whether it's for the sake of evangelism or whether it's the sake of our own, Um, personal growth, how many of our friends and our close associates think like us, talk like us, believe the same things as us? Um, Mm. Yeah, it might be an interesting thought experiment for you to to think about. And uh, what does that say about, yeah, who you are as a person? Yeah, I mean, I've always
1: personally like thought there was huge value in having friends who saw the world differently. Um, and I always like, and I've, I think I've talked about before how it's a bit of a struggle when you're a pastor moving to a new place because all your connections are only that of the church, which isn't bad. Like I love my church, mm-hmm. but it is, it's hard to meet people outside of your church when you, yeah, that's all you're doing. And it can be a little bit dangerous because then all your contacts are just in that same mindset. It can become a little bit unhealthy because you get that echo chamber experience, um, yeah, I don't know. I this is like why personally like I with church I try and like I I don't want I don't want people's entire time to be filled up with just doing stuff with other church members or just doing church stuff. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, be the church all the time, but Yeah, I don't know. Like I try and keep like church-based activities a bit lower so that people have more time to engage in a hobby they enjoy with other people um, you know what I mean like join yeah. social circles um, yeah I don't know like I think that's really important and like you can say here this person just feels so so like lonely now that they've left and that's not that, not that I want them to leave or anything but it's sad that they mm. feel like that you know that yeah. they're probably already spiraling a little bit and unfortunately if people have disowned them because they're not an Adventist anymore, that is not okay. Like, not okay at all. No, like you have to, you have to love and nurture people like through their journey. And people, people mm. are there are going to be like we all have freedom of choice, and there are going to be people who choose to leave. And your love shouldn't be conditional on them being an Adventist. Sure, if the relationship gets toxic or whatever, and they get toxic, there's probably some yeah space for space between them.
0: But you can be toxic and believe everything and be (laughs) toxic and believe nothing. (laughs) Yeah, very
1: true. Very good point. Um, But yeah, Yeah. like it's sad that, uh, yeah, I just get so so sad when I read these experiences because I'm like, man, like we should be better at loving people, you know?
0: I agree. I mean, and at the end of the day, uh, it's Jesus' words himself that says, how are people going to know that you belong to me, that you are my disciples? It's through your love. Mm. Um. I personally would love to see a church where this young guy could say, "You know what? I don't believe any of the stuff anymore. I don't think that I'm an Adventist anymore." And instead of kicking him out, we would be like, "Okay, you're still welcome here. We're still going to love you. Nothing's changed. Um, If you want to work out your stuff, then that's fine. If you want to work out outside the church, we'll we'll continue to support you. We're not going to cut ties." I don't know how much of this is him cutting ties, how much of is them cutting ties. Yeah, there's so many unknowns, but that's what I hope for. That's what I hope that people can come to where, you know, you could be an atheist, being part of a community of Adventists, and that was be, that would be totally fine. You know, yeah, that that would be my dream.
1: Yeah, like what's uh, the the thing about how you sh- the order should be that no wait the classical order with church is that you believe you behave and then you belong whereas like the real order should be you belong and then if you believe then we'll encourage you to behave differently you know what i mean like like oh we're in like that's when we expect your behavior to change but even if it doesn't you still belong yeah 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 like that's (sighs) it seems so simple you
0: know (laughs) (laughs) yeah cool all right Um, I think we have time for one more if we get through it. Um, This is from a young woman. Um, The title is Today I Finally Decided Not to Be an Adventist Anymore. Um, And her story goes like this. Uh, Today I finally decided to stop carrying around all this guilt and shame with me. Uh, to stop being scared of being judged by the absolutely ridiculous rules. To stop caring about my family trying to pressure me to go back to church. And to stop feeling so scared about the judgy little undertones in their voices. I went to the shops today on Saturday and bought myself my first piece of jewelry, a ring. Uh, and went out, to my friend, went out with my friends afterwards and had a lovely cocktail. I decided to stop hiding who I am for the fear of being gossiped about. They claim to be full of love, and all they do is spend time gossiping about what sister is sinning in what way. I don't know if anyone else was a conservative Adventist, but it seems like it's a holiness competition. I grew up moderate Adventist, and then I got super extreme around age 20 and 21. Wearing skirts that basically clean the sidewalk when I walked. <laughs> <The> word <laughs> is, is so funny, sorry. <laughs> that's a yeah. funny, funny way to say it. Yeah. Eating only the strictest vegan diet, two meals a day. And by the way, um, two meals a day because I think that's what Ellen White did. So that's the reason that people do that. Hmm. Uh, no vinegar, no mustards. Again, a suggestion from Ellen White. I cut out spices due to the risk of irritating my stomach li- lining. Same thing. Uh, went to bed at eight pm every night. I woke up at four am to five am to do two hours of Bible study. Wow! I went on, yeah, pretty insane. Uh, went on mission trips to convert the heathens. Got deeply involved in an even worse kind of Adventist group that were completely bonkers. How did I have such luck as to find them? <laughs> um, do you do you want to comment or do you want me to keep going? No, nah, keep keep going. Yeah, this is All interesting. Right. She goes on to say my mental health was off the charts. I would cry nonstop for hours about how sinful I was and how hopeless I felt that no matter what, how hard I'd cry, nothing ever seemed to change for me. I never got over all these horrific sins that I was struggling with. It tore up my mental health. I was always pleading in my head constantly for God to help me in such deep desperation, always on the verge of tears. It was so unhealthy. I realized how hypocritical all the people in the conservative groups were. They were doing all the things that they told us. They, they were doing all the exact things they told us was a sin to do. Dating, dressing, eating. Left that group at age 21 and slowly started losing my belief bit by bit. Glad I didn't have to attend all night prayer sessions anymore and that I didn't have to spend my weekends cooking for brothers in my God-given role as a woman. I was glad to get rid of all the judging and gossiping sisters. I found myself an amazing moral non-Adventist non-Christian boyfriend at age 23. He was kinder than all the men I had ever met at church. I stopped going to church, I moved far away from home, and I'm the happiest and healthiest that I've ever been mentally. I remember when what I wanted the most was to stay at home, to be a stay-at-home wife. Now, I'm an engineer at a huge multinational company and not some slave This morning I woke up and decided that I'm not ashamed of who I am anymore and that I wouldn't hide the transition I've made anymore. I feel like a new person and I can't wait to embrace who I truly am to start making myself happy and to stop pleasing others. I refuse to feel like I'm doing something wrong. I feel so unburdened and free. Wow. Man.
1: Like... Oh, there's so much to unpack there. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm and by the way, this is this is posted 6 months ago, guys. This is not like a 20-year-old tw- yeah. post. This is 6 months ago
0: that this sort of thing is still happening in our church. Yeah. Like so she's so I'm assuming she's probably 23, 24 at the time, maybe you know. So this is yeah. like just a few years ago. This is not like 1997 or whatever. A few years ago. So she got a non her first non Christian boyfriend at age twenty three. Now she's an engineer. So oh, right. it might be a couple of years on from that. It might be a year. Who knows? Well, she it doesn't si- say.
1: I mean, it was posted six months ago, and it says today I finally just started to stop being an Adventist anymore.
0: Oh, but I guess we don't know where that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so well, the point is, it's it's pretty recent. The whole yeah. thing. Yeah. But I uh, like I just think hearing about you know the gossiping sisters and like her being so yeah. restricted and carrying like being on the verge of tears every day that just
0: breaks my heart, you know? That's not
1: uh, ah, yeah. it's not yeah, I don't know.
0: You know what, you know what this this story reminds me of? It reminds me of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my goodness, you're so you right. Know? Yep. Like this is what The Handmaid's Tale is actually building towards. Like this is this is sort of the the stepping stone to get to that dystopian future. Um, Why you know, is she even political and other things? Absolutely, over, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this is the picture. Like this is where this is this is how that ends up happening if it ends up happening, which I hope it never does. But like she even talks about stuff like you know, woman being a subservient in the kitchen, all that sort of stuff, which. Mm. Ironically, is a deeply Calvinist sort of take <laughs> on the woman's role, which is totally against what uh, most traditional or mainline Adventists should believe. Uh, Com- I say should.
1: Uh, both of us are actually the, the cooks of our households.
0: That is true. Comically I, enough. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're both also pastors, yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just find it so, I mean... I went out to the shops today on Saturday, bought myself my first piece of jewelry, which is a ring. It's not even a necklace. It's a ring, which is the most, you know, adorable sort of thing to wear. And then she went and had a cocktail. And I'm imagining that to most people who are not Christians or Adventists, that would probably sound like the most mundane thing in the world, which I guess is what makes it so crazy. That to an Adventist, if you are an Adventist and if you tend to be more right- uh, side of center, that would probably come off as being very, very uh, not okay. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's just uh, like it's almost like to me, like she left. She left an Adventism that to me, it's like not. It's not even the same Adventist experience I've had. Parts of it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like.
0: yep yeah yep no look i had limited uh contact with people like this when i was growing up um but i think luckily my parents were wise enough to not fully invest their time and effort into these people um sadly and i'm going to make a big assumption here i'm going to assume she's american uh, because most of the people in the subreddit are americans um Sadly, I think this is probably more of an American thing. However, it is present in Australia and New Zealand and the rest of the world for that matter. But I think that a lot of this is very Americanized. Um, I guess it just feels so, so sad that anybody would ever get to this point. And I wonder, and there's no way to know this, but I wonder how many people are involved in these groups and are having the same exact struggles that she is. Is everybody having like a collective, uh, what's the uh, uh, cognitive dissonance? Mm. Like, you know, we're all acting the same way because we know it's the, we think it's the right thing to do. Even if everything in our being grinds against that, like, oh man, that is, that's rough. If that's true.
1: And here, like, How she was like, and the leaders are being hypocrites. And I'm like, oh, that's the worst day. Like, yep. Yep. The leaders are telling her to do stuff that, not to do stuff that they're doing. And that just makes it all so, it's like a whole nother layer of burden to wear. Like, yeah. Like, it sounds bad. I'm happy, I'm happy that she is now in a much better place mentally and she feels like healthier. You know, like, I'm sad that our church. Did that? I mean, I don't
0: even feel like it was our church in a way. It feels like an offshoot of our church that did that. Well, she does. But it's hard to. Yeah, she mentions that there's another group that she was involved with. She doesn't name them, but you can probably think of one or two groups that fit the description. Yes, (laughs)
1: but at the same time, like I'm happy that she's healthier. But it's just like, man, why? Like, how do we build communities that don't that don't make people feel like this? How do we build communities that? I don't know. Actually, encourage people to feel like they're living their best and healthiest life. Mm. Yeah, no, not to feel like it. How do we How do we make communities where people are living their best and healthiest? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. yeah, hundred yeah. percent, Like I don't know. Like mental, mental, physical health, everything. Like how do how do we where they don't feel isolated in it, and if they have struggles, they can they can talk about it. Yeah, and it's okay. Oh, yeah, it's so hard. Sorry, I'm yeah, moving my laptop insane. around a lot, but yeah,
0: ah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. So many questions this brings up, and so many things I want to tackle and about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I well, I think I think one of the 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 parts of this this discussion is that awkward tension that we find ourselves in because we don't have the answers to all of this, but I think it is our duty to look at this and to be uncomfortable. And if you're listening to what we're saying and you're uncomfortable, I think that's the right reaction. And I think that discomfort should force us to have these discussions about what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, about our tradition. What are some of the things that we need to start working on seriously, like seriously? Um, and, and and what do we do with these uncomfortable parts of our tradition? Um and it's not something that I think Josh and I can can just tell you because, you know, everybody's different. Everybody comes from a different place and we're all exposed to different flavors of Adventism. There is not one uh, uniform answer to what is Adventism. But I think that knowing what we know... And, and look, these are the stories that you're not going to hear in church because they're not good for the church. It's not good for the church for these stories to be told. These Mm. stories all paint the church in a mostly negative light. But these stories exist for a reason. And I think giving light to these stories, it's not us, as we said at the beginning, it's not us you know, um, denigrating the church or talking about how much we hate it because we don't. We love the church and we want to see the church be all that it can be and we want to see people be all that they can be. But I think without Mm. these stories, we are unable to face the sometimes ugly reality of humanity trying to figure this out and not always getting it right. Um, And that's an ugly reality we all have to face in ourselves and we have to face as a community. So, Yeah. yeah, anything you would add to that, Josh?
1: I guess it is important to hear these stories, you know, like some people might get upset at us for sharing these stories, I don't know, and sharing things like this, but we need to hear them. They can't. You can't just sweep them under the rug and pretend everything's okay. Because in a lot of places, there's a lot of struggles. Going. I mean, even in our own churches, there are people who are struggling. And what what can you do to to love them more to make them feel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what what yeah. can these
1: stories teach you? Not like how can these stories fuel you to be angry against the church? That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to say what can we learn from these stories to to grow and be better and help people in uh, in better ways. Um, yeah.
0: I, don't know, I feel like I'm yeah. just repeating what you said, but anyway. No, no, not at all. I think, look, honestly, I think, you know, this is the last thing that I want to say. We don't like to listen to these stories. We like to listen to the conversion stories, the, the stories that paint the church and God in a great light. And these stories don't, but I think listening is important. Not trying to talk over people or to tell them, you know, oh well you should have done this or you should have done that or you should have just not thought this or not thought that and you should have just not put up with this or whatever i think i think there is power in listening and hearing people um empathizing with them even if you think they may you know have made mistakes and partly are partly to blame and i'm not saying that any of these people are to blame for the situations they found themselves in but i just think that the more that we can listen and not try and overrule them with our own logic or like trying to find the right answer, which is so counterintuitive to an Adventist. We just want to find the right answer and we always want to figure it out and we want to make it all work together. But I think just sitting and listening can be the most powerful thing that we can do. Um, And I I think that's why these stories are so powerful. Um,
1: Mm. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that I, I think maybe we'll leave it there. Um we'd love to hear your feedback everyone uh, on this. Um <laughs> we'd love to know your thoughts on some of these stories and um I don't know, maybe maybe we need to maybe if you think we need to do more of this there's heaps more that we could dig into. We just chose a few, but well Je- yeah, Jesse Jesse was the uh, curator today. Um and so yeah, I definitely learnt a lot from this episode, so I hope you guys did too and um yeah. Uh, Yeah, we'd love to hear feedback on all of it. So the best place to um, find all things Burn the Haystack is, of course, burnthehaystack.org. Make sure you go there. It's got links to our social media and even a contact form and our blog, our
0: beautiful, beautiful blog. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to uh, wear Burn the Haystack, wherever you go, spread the, the gospel that is uh, saving the best and burning the rest, you can buy our merch <laughs> also on our website. Uh, if you want to uh, hear more, just hit that subscribe that button, smash that subscribe button, whether you're on a uh, podcatching app or whether you're on YouTube. Uh, and if you want to help us out, um, leave a review on the podcatching app of your choice
1: yeah totally um so yeah we love you guys stay awesome that is josh and jesse out
0: sweet cool
1: zoom uh, that, just uh, just randomly
0: the, broke for me i don't know why what randomly broke zoom oh yeah so that last 10 minutes or so i'm not sure if we're gonna get that in the video but i'll see how it